Hello and welcome to Hannah's and Ruth's. I am one of your hosts, Casey Burkholder, along with my co-host, Brittany Richards. <laughs> Unfortunately, today I'm coming from my backyard. And so I think you mean fortunately. Fortunately, today I'm coming from my backyard. So we may get some environmental noise. For example, cars going by or like neighbors chit-chatting. It's the evening, so maybe not that many people, but uh, my partner is doing the dishes, which is too noisy in my regular recording studio, aka my kitchen. Well, I for one am enjoying the um, outdoor sound effect. Yeah, there's like birds and wind and shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very peaceful. Mm, indeed. Okay. So I recall where we ended the last episode, and it was with a cliffhanger mm -hmm. regarding the dirty, the backyard. dirty backyard. Brittany Richards, could you enlighten us as to what that was about? Yes. Okay. I think we need to start with what is the dirty backyard? Mm. and then how we used it mm. I think these are two separate deliverables I agree okay so the dirty backyard predates your move to Calgary you moved to Calgary in 1995 right mm. the beginning of 95 or yeah. like summer of 95 August late August 1995 that's right. correct and so I was already living in our neighborhood. My family moved to that particular street uh, in like 1990, maybe 91. So I'd already been living there for a number of years. Mm. And I don't exactly know when I became aware of the dirty backyard, mm -hmm. but it was at some point in elementary school. Yes. And there was an alleyway that we ended up using as a shortcut to ride our bikes to school. And it went past, it actually, did maybe I know the neighbors of the Dirty Backyard? I don't know. Anyway, I mean, the Dirty Backyard was called, was named the Dirty Backyard. It's, it, it's self-explanatory. It was a dirty backyard, but we are talking filthy. We're talking old car parts, like what do you call it when a, ca a car doesn't have side pieces or anything mechanical, but it's just like the frame, like a hollowed out car? I would call that trash. <laughs> so trash of the vehicular variety mm -hmm. and then other types of trash. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was like an old timey lawnmower, but like before lawnmowers were a thing, like, um, like a push mower that's what i currently have by the way no 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 like like a farm grade push mower like before there was a john deere tractor i have a colleague who told me <laughs> that instead of a mower i should get a what's the word for the tool where it's <laughs> i know we're thinking of the same thing i just can't think of like the name of it. the grim reaper has one yes exactly or like the, in american what is that painting called um american gothic 
like, American Gothic. That's it. Like There's a like pitchfork? A, oh, that might be a pitchfork. But I'm talking it's like, about the it's one not that's a like hoe, the but it's, yeah, it's like a long stick with like a blade on the side of it. Here's what I'm going to Google. What's the stick? <laughs> Listen, I'm Googling it's it my too. birthday and I am having a wonderful night. And so this <laughs> is the kind of Googling that I'm able to do this evening. What's the stick with the blade? Oh, I can't even pronounce this word. <laughs> is it? I just wrote call. It's like Skive or is it Sith? I think it's Sith. <laughs> Sith, yeah. But Skive is so much better. So, like, anyway, an early Skive. Um, <laughs> a posthumous Skive. <laughs> All kinds of just shit in this backyard. Just like so much shit. It's overgrown. There's weeds. There's, there's, you know, I remember nothing specific, but I do remember piles of rotting metal. Like, and, yeah, it was like uh, a lot of scrap metal, like mechanical. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this somehow this backyard became known as the dirty backyard. It became a legend of sorts as we were elementary school children, and then it took on a different meaning in, in teenagerhood. And I'll uh, I'll let you step in. Well, number one, one of the people that lived at the dirty backyard house was this boy, like 90s named Sobri is his last name. So <laughs> we called the we called the the homeowner old man Sobri. Although like I'm not totally sure what his parental situation was. I only know about that like kid Sobri. So Kid Sobri was kind of like a shitty kid. There were a couple of shitty kids that sort of bullied us, though they were a year younger. A year younger than which us. Is like absolutely <laughs> wrong. You're not allowed to do that. Like that's against the rules. But one of them lived beside me. And he wasn't a bully. He was like kind of nice. But he was friends, just in the crowd of the bullies. But he yeah, was nice. His friends yeah. were all garbage. They were not good people. And uh, anyway, so little Sobri's house was the dirty backyard that's I think an important piece mm -hmm. but we never brought it up to him and I think we could have used it in grade six when he was being unkind to us we could have been like yeah but your yard is full of trash yeah. that would have been <laughs> great material if he was like bullying us for our bodies or whatever <laughs> like that may be we're still growing but like what about your trash house anyway so speaking of bodies my mother was obsessed with my weight growing up and so she was obsessed with what I was eating and not eating and so obviously I was a teenager all I wanted to do was eat like trash food like fast <laughs> food and candy all the time because I was a teenager and um so we would when Brittany got her driver's license we would often drive and get fast food but then we had to get rid of the evidence but don't we forget know. don't forget that we signed up for a Monday night yoga class <laughs> at a community center, which we went to maybe two or three times out of the 10 weeks. <laughs> the other times, instead of showing up to yoga, <laughs> we would go get Wendy's or McDonald's. <laughs> I didn't remember that. I'm glad for that detail. I don't remember that. I remember the yoga class because I remember at the time I had a boyfriend 
And I was like, oh, Brittany and I have yoga. And I, I think he thought it was like a worldly thing to do yoga. He thought it was like really mature and cool. But like, I think it we should come cool back to the yoga, uh, like whatever community center. Do you remember the people who had towels and like ratty towels? <laughs> yeah, we had ratty yeah. towels. And then I remember <laughs> there was a guy with like sweatpants with like the tight ankle. <laughs> right back in style. That's true. They are now, but they were not at that time. Mm-hmm. Also, do you recall the older version of us who was like, a chubby brunette and her like plastic no, surgery hot friend. She was an obese brunette, and yeah, and a what can only be described as like an OG Karen, like an original Karen. She had the like that flippy blonde haircut, and she was kind of a bitch. And the friend just kind of went along with whatever the like blonde lady wanted. And we were like, oh, it's future us. Speaking of Hannah's and Ruth. That's right. I'm grateful to this day that neither one of us turned into those two women and that we. But maybe those two women were cool. Like, how sad for us to have these like critical eyes at 16 we had to like embody the patriarchy and say what they were bad about like do you know what i mean like i feel like i'm being more critical of them now i felt like at the time i was like yeah that makes sense that'll be us like still in the suburban neighborhood going to yoga at the community center not that there's anything wrong with that but i'm glad that like that's not what i wanted for my life and so Mm -hmm. Instead, I do yoga by myself on Zoom because I'm in the most locked down city in the world. <laughs> well, but that's cool. That's cool. It's cool. You're right. It's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so my mom used to say, like, don't eat fast food. So we had to get rid of the evidence. And so for some reason, we decided that we would start throwing the garbage <laughs> to the dirty backyard. Because it was already dirty, like who cares? It's not really littering. No, like I, I don't think know, we couldn't we find it. We're like, cat. this yeah. is gonna be a protest. We're gonna throw so much fast food garbage into the yard. They're gonna, have, to they're gonna have no choice but to clean it up. But I don't know that they did. Have you been back there? I haven't no, been back ever there. Twenty five. I don't know. I should send my brother there to go check you it out. You must. I should. And then we can have him as a guest star on the podcast. I think that's a perfect segue because <laughs> listeners, we can't read the book anymore. <laughs> Boring. And it's depressing. I just spent the day reading about like a poorly written date rape and I just feel done. Like I so enjoy talking to you, but the book... I don't need to finish it. I don't need to reread it. I, mm-hmm. I've given it enough mental energy already. The, the, the joy is in talking mm-hmm. to you. I think this is a good time too, to bring up a little thing called the sunk cost fallacy. There's a few names <laughs> for this. However, I think it's important to, to kind of be aware of that moment when it's time to let something go Mm. rather than like pursue finishing it because I've sunk all these costs into starting it right and that's a fallacy and so I think it's cool to be able to say 
you know what? My time's actually more valuable if I don't finish this project. Yes, there's a thing. I'm, there's sure there's like a quitting. Okay, let's maybe not quit. Let's just see this thing through. But I think it's important to have awareness around this. And, um, but I still want to talk to you and I still oh, want to record it. Oh, no, That's I'm amazing. I'm I done just, talking like, to you. I, oh. I, friendship over. Oh, it's no. been a great, 26 years <laughs> good lord 26 years my god so okay we're done talking about the book on the podcast but i want to ask are yeah. you going to finish the book on your own time no you're not at all gonna i it. okay i found this like weird i have this very bad habit i did this uh i think maybe 10 years ago my parents asked me to clean up my shit in their house and so I took all of these like ephemera and like love letters and things and shoved them in different books, thinking like one day I'll find them and be excited by it. And I found in this book, this like weird newspaper picture of my grandfather in Italy during World War II, like sitting on the ground. So someone had clipped it out and then I must have like put it in this book for weird. I don't know why. So I feel like I should take it out maybe, or maybe leave it in for future people to find, I guess. That's strange. That's cool. Yeah, but no, I'm not going to finish it. I I read the date rape scene with Ruth and the guy that in the last episode we talked about her meeting and it just is so, it's so clumsily written. Like I haven't read it. It's clearly written by someone who hasn't been date raped. Like at the end of the rape, she beats him up and like- Oh, with the squash racket, right? Yeah. Ah, I do, doesn't she hit his penis or something? And She he, hits him all over. Yeah. yeah but like, that's a nice idea, but like the reality oh my of date God. rape is- like, uh, I mean, speaking from personal experience, just like leaving the space and then like continuing a friendly conversation for like five years yeah I was just gonna say or what about like just pretending it didn't happen and then telling, telling someone else about it like months later and then starting to cry and you being like why are you crying and you comforting somebody else about your own assault oh yeah 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 I like in my experience I met this person and like, I knew them from before I stayed at their house. I came back from China. I was supposed to go to this barbecue and then this assault happened. So I was like, I need to get out of here. So I left and went back to Halifax. But then I like lived with this guilt that this barbecue happened and like the people would think I was so shitty. So I just felt guilty about it forever. But like, what they want me to stay at the guy, like those people would never want me to stay with an assaulter. Right. <laughs> horrifying but then also months later this person the assaulter took me like was like oh I'm going to Montreal and like half drove me to Montreal with them and I was like yes I'm gonna get in a car with you and I totally yeah. did that no because the longer that you continue to be friendly with this person the, the the longer you can kind of put off acknowledging what happened or the more you're like look at how much this person didn't rape me because we have a friendship look how I cool i am it's Facebook. not rape because we're still friends i, I said no a thousand so times but like 
he knew what I really wanted. <laughs> anyway, this date rape was so clumsily written because it had so little experience with date rape. Like fine stranger rape, maybe like that's a great story, but my experience of date rape and all the people I know, which is like kind of everyone who have experienced date rape. On multiple occasions. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not where you assault them in the end. <laughs> right. Like that's a nice story. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. And then, anyway, and like, of course that, plus like everything else. Do you feel like the way yeah. that, so now I've read the, I didn't read the chapters this week. And um, so I haven't read the scene for 20 years or whatever, hmm. but do you feel like the way that the author makes Ruth a bit of a hero in the end, is like minimizing date rape. I just think it's another experience, another example of how the author clearly doesn't understand like women's experiences. Another example is, um, so like they play a squash game, Ruth and her um, assaulter before he assaults her. Mm -hmm. And afterwards they shower together and right. like swim and then Ruth puts a towel around her waist and heads to the kitchen. Oh, so she and was asking for it because she had her boobs out? No, no, she, it was consensual in the beginning, but, okay. but I found that odd. So like, if I want to be forward with someone and I'm like into them or whatever, maybe I wear nothing or I wear the towel around the chest. That's the way. I would and have never ties towel around my waist never me neither ever never. that Not would ever. feel so unnatural that's what i'm talking about like i would rather have yeah. no towel yeah so i'd rather towel. just walk naked yeah or uh, either or i would fine. of course wrap it around my but it chest. doesn't make sense that the bottom no, that's like such a everyone weird is move. built differently but the way that i'm built is my hips are so much wider than my waist. Like a towel wouldn't stay on me at oh the my waist. God, me too. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay on me. I'm not built yeah. like a man where it's square <laughs> and they can keep a towel up at the waist. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make it just it felt again like mm -hmm. another mm -hmm. turnoff. Multiple turnoffs in this book. In conclusion, we can just chat about other things. Like, right. to me, the joy of this is talking to you. Yes, it's deconstructing the Hannahs and Ruths. Like, I love that as a conceit. Mm -hmm. Like, I love the idea of us both within and beyond the categories of Hannahs and Ruths. And I think that that can continue because I think that's sort of how we've imagined ourselves. But again, as we've mentioned in earlier episodes, like, we're both a little bit Hannah and both a little bit Ruth. Mm -hmm. And both a little bit something else entirely. Well, of course, we're actually a here. little bit Ted Cole. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> a little bit everything. Yeah. But yeah, I don't feel like I need to finish it. And here's what I think we should do next. I think we should watch our favorite movies from youth together, mm. like simultaneously not talk, not record that, and then talk about it after. So like watch it, not be allowed to talk about it, and then talk about it. Okay, think of a movie and then we'll say it at the same time. I know the first we'll one. See. Okay, one, two, three. 
the river, the river wild. wild oh yes <laughs> wrong way there was there was a way, a way. <laughs> okay sold on this okay, cool. idea and then i have an idea for the second one do you think do you have an idea of the second one i do but it's not going to be the same i know it but i'll still say it one one two three cut Beach, rhode island <laughs> Well, let's do them both. <laughs> See, it's still about gender. It's okay, still about third sexuality. Time. Third time's the charm. Okay. Wait, I gotta think. Uh, oh, okay. One, two, three. The sand. The long kiss. Good night. Oh, the sand lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the sand lot kind of comes full circle to the dirty backyard because just like there was that That's junkie uh, mm -hmm. where they dropped the ball in and there was that terrifying dog at the sandlot. Well, That's kind of it. <laughs> where we got the idea for the dirty backyard and old man Sobri. That's right. Um, but yes, okay, well, maybe we should do the sandlot first. Gosh, there's so okay. many good films to choose from. I know, but that's more fun. And then if people like, obviously, no one who's listening, a hair one listener, they're not going to read a book that we're saying we think is shitty. Like that's not a good, that's not a good look. Uh, that's true. It was really good at the time, but I'm afraid it just doesn't hold up. Well, because it's not written from a place of knowing. It's written from a place of like yeah, like, and like it's you know what's interesting to me is we read about a third of this book and many, many, many times John Irving talked about how lame of a novelist you are if you can't like imagine someone else's experience and, yeah. and, and you go outside the autobiographical. But then there's writers that say, that say write what you know. Mm. And I think there's some value in that just based on, on this experience. I mean, I, I think about like Heather O'Neill and she will imagine a world that's like different it's imagined yeah but also there's something about it that's always her like it feels so like the montreal like, like in lonely hearts hotel yes it's the it's montreal lonely. it's like such yeah. an intimate knowledge of montreal for sure and yeah but a different time. beautiful but, imagination yes i mean i felt like you could almost hear that music that yeah. score that was it saint pierrot that he wrote it yeah. Was, yeah 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 that's a great example it is there's this thing in in fredericton where people are getting these like diesel powered bicycles and they are a menace diesel powered we have electric bikes here <laughs> we didn't hear <laughs> in the tower was like <laughs> that's like is that good for the environment no i mean if you like rode it like a bicycle yeah but i feel like the people who have the powered ones just like use it like a slow motorbike wow yeah that's blowing my mind it's it is what it is new brunswick <laughs> would you say it's the alberta of the atlantic no what is nothing <laughs> Alberta's own, Alberta's own situation. No. 
the thing that's different here i think is people like genuinely live close to family and are worried about other people and i feel like alberta yeah. so like radical different. individualism mm -hmm. that's a very astute observation i mean i also hate alberta because i come from there right like and i only hate it because i know it well yeah yeah this place fair. has a lot of problems and i don't love it but i prefer it to alberta mm -hmm. mm -hmm. but again like i couldn't imagine like I was saying to someone here, there are people that go to high school here and then they hold in their adult lives like grudges from high school. And I was like, I haven't seen people from high school unless I like seek them out. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't seen them since high school. So I don't care at all what the mean people are doing. Right. It doesn't like I don't even remember the minutia of high school. But I can yeah, imagine. Yeah, I think that's a luxury it. afforded to people who like do get to move away from the town they went to high school in. Or if you're from a really big city, maybe you don't run into people from high school. But like Calgary was not big enough for me to not run into people from high school. So I'm glad I'm here now because I don't have ever run into anyone from high school here in Toronto. I remember I went to a party with Tyler, my partner in 2010. And it was like a cool person party for Sled Island in Calgary. And I've only made out with three people in Calgary and they were all in that room, all at the same party. And I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> like absolutely not, nope. I get that feeling. Even in like after my divorce, I started dating. And then, you know, in Calgary, they have the plus 15s connecting all the buildings downtown so you don't have to go outside. So in the wintertime, when it's really, really cold, the plus 15s are really busy because nobody wants to go outside. And I remember starting to think like this town's getting a little small. I've been on too many dates with guys that work around here. I'm, you know, averting my eyes, pretending I don't know a lot of these people so I don't have to say hi. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's too small. And this place is terrible. I was saying to my neighbor, they have children that are getting into the teenage years. And I was telling him the story about the party in Calgary because okay. he's also from Calgary and I was like mm. we were just talking shit about Calgary which is what I like about my neighbors <laughs> like we can mm. just talk about what we hate about Calgary like everything's so far apart you got to drive everywhere it's mm -hmm. terrible anyway I was telling him that story and he was like oh my gosh it's so much worse here and I was like it's terrible that you have teenagers he's like yeah I'm gonna have to tell my kids to be like slow your roll <laughs> and I was like just <laughs> tell them to be gentle <laughs> because like it's all yeah it's like impossible to imagine, uh, you know, you're a teenager. It is what it is, right? Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Do you remember the time when we were in Montreal and we were walking up Saint Laurent Street or maybe it was Saint Denis, no, Saint Laurent. And we looked in a window of a restaurant and we saw my high school ex boyfriend. Yes. And I'd only seen him that time. And then one other time, the whole time I lived in Montreal, five years. Mm -hmm. And I know he lived there the whole time. 
Well, and what was funny is when I visited, you were like, imagine if we see Lev, imagine if we see him. And then we did. It was bizarre. Can I tell you the best thing? I followed him on Twitter when I first started Twitter before I understood that like someone follows you you see their name like oh no oh no (laughs) but I never unfollowed him so still following oh like 12 years later or whatever does he post anything ever yeah he is an opera writer for the Montreal Gazette and he works at the like center for architecture he's like an architect curator Don't get a read on his sexuality, though. Gonna say probably, like, I get the sense, maybe not straight. (laughs) But couldn't be sure. Probably shouldn't be recording that. Uh, what are the chances he's gonna stumble upon this? Well, he may go. May, hey, maybe he's like uh, a tweet him. person. No, never. Maybe I will. But do you know what? If he started a podcast with his best friend, do you know who would listen to that? Me. We would. Yeah, because we're sleuths. That's what I mean. But he didn't go to mystery camp, so yeah, true. that I know of. <laughs> That's true. He may have gone a different year. Not at the Family Leisure Center. Wasn't a Southwest kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, what do you think? Shall we? uh... Yeah, I think that's a wrap on episode 500. (laughs) That's a wrap on on John Irving and a will for one year. Forget it. Goodbye. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, but yeah, next time let's watch the River Wild together. Okay. I'm in. I think it costs money on uh I don't think it's streaming because I've looked it up in moments where I'm like, oh, I just would love to watch that movie right now. Hey, listen, I'm willing to lose some of the purse strings, dole out a couple of dollars Me too. to catch a good flick. And I also love the idea of being like three, two, one, and pressing play. Like I love that too. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Okay, I'm in. I'm all in. Me too. Until next time. Goodbye, widow, for one year, and good night to you. <laughs> <laughs>